Who invited you? <laughs> Not you guys, clearly. I had to keep James in line, so. Yeah, somebody asked you. Welcome to Just a Runner's podcast. Amy, this is your second time. And James, you've been here, I don't know, three, four times now. And, yeah, uh, three or four. And we're also being joined by uh, the mayor, Aaron Burns, who's uh, <laughs> co-hosting today. Boo. <laughs> uh, I should have came live from my bike, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be the first time you did that. No, it will not be the first time I've been on my bike while I've been on the podcast. <laughs> I asked Amy to be on today because she recently completed her first marathon. Uh, Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and Rustler, uh, that. And tell us a little bit of, why don't we just go back? What made you pick that marathon to start with? Well, I probably maybe about a year ago started throwing around the idea of doing a marathon. Um, and I actually am one of those crazy people that likes to be hot and run in the hot. And um, the way that my job works, I kind of have the most free time in June, July-ish. So um, to pick a September marathon, timing-wise and training weather-wise was um was what I wanted to do. And then, of course, with James being in the Air Force, um, going to the Air Force Marathon was something he was familiar with. So there was some comfort in that. And uh, my brother also lives about 15 minutes away from the base down there. So we maybe have a great place to stay and he would get to come watch and all that. So it just kind of all fell into place. It sounds like a great setup for your first one to have all those things for us. And I know the people listening can't see this, but James, I noticed the shirt you're wearing today. I, <laughs> I think I have the same. I have the same one on. Matching to all oh, Apple cider five k. Well, you want to very briefly tell us what happened there today, James, so you can. I know uh, somebody was bragging <laughs> about you today. Yeah, it wasn't me. I came first <laughs> overall. Like eighteen oh eight ish, I think is what they officially called it. So, and that was eight days after the half marathon. So I'm happy with it. Yeah, I mean, doing that yep. the very next week, you're eight days after the Air Force. You did the half there. Well, yep. So, how did your guys' training go? How would you describe marathon training for your first time? Um, well, I, you know, mileage wise, I, I had a pretty good base going. I, I had kept it up through last winter, a lot on the treadmill, um, 40, 45 ish miles a week, kind of through the winter and spring. So going into starting the training, um, actually right after we got back from the turnpike half marathon in May, wasn't too bad in terms of mileage in the first month or so on the plan. I used the, the Air Force's intermediate training plan. And um, the first month or so, I almost felt like it was not enough, you know, mileage wise. Um, I was able to keep up with the speed work and everything was great. And then as we got closer um, and I 
I had the month of July off from work pretty much. So I went back to work um, right at the end of July, which coincided with like the month of like peak training for the marathon. And it caught up with me then. So um, during those couple peak weeks, I, I was still able to hit the mileage, but was having a little trouble getting speed work in, um, just exhausted. But but it really went, I think, as well as, as it could have. Um, didn't have any injuries or have to take any time off. I, I don't even think I got sick really throughout, maybe a couple stomach ache kind of things, but nothing major. Oh, yeah, that one ear. Oh, a little ear infection. Yeah. Um, that was right before Prescott Isle. Um, glad I can still ran and it was fine. Um, and then I was having a little bit of hamstring trouble like the week leading up to the race, but it it held up. So <laughs> that could just be taper event. <laughs> Some people yeah, I don't know. I was, I was made up injuries. Like or... out, yeah, out for a jog, and all of a sudden, my hamstring was in sharp pain, and then it was very sore that whole last week, and I was freaking out about it. But it hit it on Monday, going yeah. <laughs> Monday <laughs> like before the Saturday race, jogging, like five miles. I was like, well, you'll be good for now. So just <laughs> take it easy, and you can just run through it at this point. <laughs> um, James, you did the half there. How was your training? Did did you have a plan? Uh, did you make it up yourself? Yeah, or? sort of. I mean, I, I did it all myself. Um, I didn't sign up for anything big this year. So I still wasn't sure how my back injury was going to hold up from last year. So I was just being cognizant of that for this year. So I just did. I told myself I'd do halves and shorter, but did the turnpike half and did good there by barely beating 90 minutes which <clears throat> I wasn't expecting to do there and that was actually just my goal for this year was to be back under 90 minutes for the half so after we got back from the turnpike half marathon a few weeks after that I um, found out that I didn't make the air force team for the air force half marathon so all of June and the beginning of July, I was just kind of in limbo. So that's why I just did like the random, what the McDonald one miler race. And I did the uh, Canfield 4th of July four miler. Um, just, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was just doing races and just keeping my fitness from the half. And then what would we do? Oh, we did, uh, went to, wellsboro pennsylvania <laughs> that's kind of where my training started <laughs> um it's very non-traditional but i <laughs> ran up mount tom um 1200 feet um trying to fkt it but i got fourth i moved up three spots from the last time i was out there so i was happy with that but I think it was like a 26 minute effort altogether so 1200 feet up and 1200 feet back down and I've been having an adductor in my left leg pain since probably it was even before my back injury. And it, it's still been lingering all this year, but I did something to it on Mount Tom. And since I did that effort, I haven't had any niggles or anything since then. I, I don't know what I did, but <laughs> Mount Tom did something to my body and my legs and it fixed something. <laughs> 
If so, you need healing, go to Mount Tom. Yeah. Healing power. Yeah. I told him we were going to have to make a run over there last week on my hamstring. So it was, so that was going into the second week of July. And I literally ran, I, I did a, a easy five miler at the, uh, or a three miler 5K at the, um, what they call that one? Uh, at the airport oh the 5k on the runway yeah 5k yeah. on the runway and but leading up to that saturday i ran zero miles all week because mount tom like it it killed my legs for that entire week but it like set me back to zero <laughs> so <laughs> that's where my training kind of started um the week after uh the second or third week of july and i built back up I did um, up to 60 miles two weekends before the half and did lots of threshold runs and went into the race knowing it was hilly and not expecting um, to PR it, but it happened somehow. <laughs> so I, That still baffles me because I think that your training went so flawlessly, like you didn't have any issues and you were so consistent, like, yeah it was almost like a guarantee that you were going to, I mean, in my yeah, eyes, I mean, from an the outsider's only thing perspective. It's just the hills that that's like the last time I was trying to go for a PR, like we did it on the 4.4 mile loop down at Mill Creek and it's relatively flat there. So at this one, yeah. I have an almost 500 feet of elevation gain. That's why I was just like, I'll just go and I'll run the race that the course gives me. And, yeah, it treated me well. My goal was to get to 10.75 miles. And um, I knew from there it's downhill for a whole mile. And then the, the last mile is flat. So I could just bomb that last two miles and make it in. And I got to the top and I think I was like 111 or so. Uh, whenever I made it to the top of that last hill and I was like, Oh wow, this is going really well. So it worked out, but yeah, PR by about 20 seconds or so. Awesome. I think some people do really well on hills and some people don't like my PRs in mill Creek. So yeah. just some people do better on them and others do better on the flat. I just kind of breaks up the pacing. Mm -hmm. where and, and different just, muscles. changing muscles i think is huge too. You, are, you do a lot of elevation you do a lot of hills james i mean you should i yeah this year i haven't been since i since coming back from injury but maybe i held on to something from uh all my trail running that i was doing there a year and a half or so ago yeah, that one year I had almost like 200,000 feet of elevation gain over the year. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a lot more vert than, than mileage. Amy, do you want to talk about um, like the day before the marathon and like how you felt and um, maybe like yeah. the morning of how you felt and what was going through <laughs> your mind? <laughs> yeah, so I, we actually, we were able to go down on Thursday night. So it was a Saturday race. Um, so um, I left work a little early on Thursday so we could kind of get on the road. So we drove down, had dinner in Columbus and 
just kind of leisurely Thursday night, got to my brother's, got settled. Um, so that was nice to not have to rush around. And then Friday morning, we got up, ran a little bit, and then went, had breakfast and went to the expo, which was really cool. I had been to an expo quite that big before for anything. So that was fun. Just kind of walked around. Uh, they, they were passing out all kinds of things. You, there was a table you walked by, wouldn't let you pass without taking granola bar and a plastic. <laughs> so I think we have about a dozen of each uh, from the expo. Just, you know, talked to a lot of people at the tables, got our packets and bibs and stuff. Um, and then took a lot of pictures um, in true Amy fashion and we did <laughs> take photos with all the large statues and things and there was a uh, christmas story like giant leg lamp glow up so got some pictures with that and the the eagle um no coffee pots tailwind he's the mascot yeah for the marathon um so we had we had a good time and then we no coffee pots (laughs) no no we couldn't find any large coffee pots in the dayton area so which was kind of disappointing but but we found some other good stuff so we did that um and then kind of like we went to the grocery store got a couple things um went back to my brother's and then we were just gonna cook dinner there that night so we just obviously spaghetti um for dinner and I, i guess i was pretty okay i was nervous yeah. but like pretty okay about it i think i was more worried about my leg than anything else because i knew like i knew the training had gone well i knew i you know i'd done two 20 milers and, and, and felt you know at both the end of both of them like i could have gone more so i, I was confident in that like i i done what i needed to training wise but then i'm like i just don't know what my leg's gonna do um so got up the next morning to head over super early, um, pitch black, yeah. <laughs> had to walk about a mile to get from the, the parking down to um, the starting area. And we were there. James was worried because last time he was down there, I guess the security took a really long time to get through. So, of course, this time we yeah. went a little earlier and got through in about three minutes. So, <laughs> we, had, we were there. We had like a good yeah. hour and a half. There was still a whole 10K in front of the the half in the pool yeah. that hadn't even started so yet. The, yeah, we watched the 10K <laughs> go and the finish, the t- top finishers uh, finished the 10K. <laughs> yeah. So we had we had a lot of time, which I think was like it was good in one sense, but also like just gave me more time to get nervous. So um, I, I was like crying at one point, just I think all the nerves and just the yep. anticipation of it and everything. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, did that, did the 200 trips to the bathroom, uh, did the bag drop, like waited till the last second to do the bag drop because it was cold. Like, want to give up my 48 degrees you know, or so. Jacket. So um, did all that, got to the starting line. I think I only got to the starting line maybe like three minutes before the race was supposed to start just with, you know, so many people and finding the right crowd and all that. So got down there. Um, I kind of initially... Um, was near like about the 430 pacing group. Um, and that that's kind of the, I guess the lead up. So <laughs> Talk, can you tell us um, what you got for swag in your bag? Yeah. So the bag, well, there wasn't really, I mean, it was just, you picked up an empty bag and you yeah. picked up your shirt. That's oh, okay. and I got, I got the wrong shirt, but I didn't realize <laughs> it was the wrong shirt until we were until the expo was over. So I, 
um, they had a challenge. What's the challenge? Yeah, the um, fly fight win challenge. Right, which is like you do a 5K on Friday night and then a 10K on Saturday morning and then either the half or the full. So I ended up getting the shirt on accident that was like for the challenge. Um, but uh, they're sending they're sending a new one. Yep, James works with magic. They're yep. supposed to be sending like the proper <laughs> marathon t-shirt soon, hopefully. But so that was kind of funny. So we got the shirts. Um, and then really like swag wise, it was more just like the yeah. stuff you kind of picked up. I'm trying yeah, to think. There was like it comes with a patch with the the airframes that they're mm-hmm. displaying for that year. This year it was three different helicopters. So the patch has three helicopters on it and you know air force marathon and i think james's bag had a little like towel like a little was it was that in the bag the little air force towel oh the finish finish yeah the finish line we were jumping ahead but (laughs) apparently there was some stuff being passed out at the finish line that i just missed (laughs) so he came and he's like i got this and this and this and i'm like i just was trying not to die yeah so i did a zombie walking (laughs) so but Yeah, there's just lots of vendors at the expo. So it, it is a big expo. So you go in the front doors and then the whole upstairs of the arena around the entire arena is nothing but vendors. And then you walk all the way down to the actual like court area of the arena. And that's where you get your bag and uh, your bib. And then there's even more vendors down there filling up the floor. So there's there's lots of vendors it's a big expo it's nice nice did you guys get anything good or interesting at the expo like buy anything um what's it mean what's it i bought something oh i bought i just bought a headband uh like oh, air yeah, force marathon air. headband um but no we, re- we really didn't no. spend we, we looked at some on cloud shoes yeah I, um, I did he wanted to buy new. the hat yeah, I wanted the hat, but they were just giving the hats away if you bought the new carbon fiber on cloud carbon fiber plate <laughs> shoes. And I don't really need a new pair of shoes. Not those so, but I tried to buy just a hat and you wouldn't let me. So you had just enough for whoever would buy shoes. So but Bruce, what's your comment about that? You always do. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't hurt to try a new pair. <laughs> if yeah. Bruce was there with you guys, he would have bought the shoes and given you the hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I would have talked about using self control. <laughs> well, maybe that too. <laughs> oh goodness! So, Amy, you got a lot of advice that you solicited um, before the marathon. Can you talk yes. about some of the things that were um, top of mind that morning or during the race that you felt were? super helpful yeah so i i guess i didn't i mean people say like it's so much of it's mental and i'm like how it's so far it's got to be physical like it's got to be just like your body and it's physical and you're tired and i didn't realize maybe till i was about 17 miles in or so i'm like this is totally mental because (laughs) like I knew my body could do it I wasn't I went out super conservatively I was I mean the first 10 miles was just literally like conversational at one point I was with a 420 pacing group and the guy that was pacing it Mike you know he's an older guy he was great um but he lost his partner like his partner was sick or something and he was getting tired already from holding the 
the pacing flag up. So he was like, can, can you hold this for a little? So I'm like running my first marathon holding the pacing flag. And then um, before we knew it, we caught up to what we thought was the 415 pace group. And, and um, this other gentleman came up and was like, you guys have to slow down because you can't catch the next pacing group. Like that's really bad. Um, so at that point, and it my, was actually the four yeah, yeah, yeah. so, ten. <laughs> so at that point, Mike had to slow down. Um, and it, another girl that I had been running with, I, I just met her that day, but her name was was Megan, was it? Because I kept calling her Rachel, but I yeah, think Megan. her name is Megan. Um, she's a, a girl in the Air Force, and she um, was running with me, and we kind of were with like the four ten group for a little bit. She kind of fell back, but I was feeling pretty good, still kind of just felt like an easy pace. And um, so I, I wasn't, I would say running with the group, but I had the 410 pace group in my sight until probably at mile 21, 22, um, something like that. So I, that was, was good to have visually there to kind of know I didn't have to keep checking my watch. Cause I'm like, as long as I can see where they are, I kind of knew, knew what I, where I was. Um, so lost him a little bit when I got to that point, the last couple miles but also at that point probably around 22 I was like okay I can like I know I can finish physically like I knew I had enough left um to get to the finish line but I just there were the unlike the half um <laughs> but it was the last five miles or so where most of the hills were in the full marathon it was like freeway ramps so they had the highways closed and you were going like up and down a lot of the freeway ramps that last few miles so there were some hills I was thankful I had done so much running um, in Mill Creek <laughs> over the last couple months because it really did kind of simulate the hills. And even our neighborhood over here is like somewhat hilly. It's yeah. kind of that same um, probably incline. So that was that was really good. So I felt prepared. Um, but as far as advice, I didn't really answer your question, but I kind of, <laughs> I, I guess I took, the, you know, that idea of it being so mental. So I think it was Barb. Um, who had said something along the lines of like, just think of it as water stop to water stop. And it really got to that point, probably by about mile 16, 17, where I'm like, okay, like the next water stop is two miles. I can make it two miles. And then you feel like you get a drink, you get a sponge, you get, you know, whatever, see some people, get some cheering. And then, um, you know, okay, it's only two miles the next one. I can run two miles. So that, that was huge. For me, and that was, I think, like the advice that was going through my mind the most, probably, as I was running. Um, yeah. yeah She's got really solid advice. She's um, she's ran 100-mile races. So, I mean, yeah. she, of anyone who can make it to, like... <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of water like, stops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also, you know, the advice of, of everyone, of course, to like fuel, because that's, that was kind of what helped me from doing a marathon. I think even sooner was like, I, I would do halves all the time and not even take like a sip of water, not use any kind of anything. Um, so I really had to work on getting some water in me throughout through the training. Yeah. And then I, I found like the cliff blocks were kind of the best I could do. I didn't yeah, really need the gels. Tried but... a few different things and found out those work best yeah, for Yeah, they seem to work best. Um, so I, I think I did enough. And I'll, thank goodness, right before I was, I was packing stuff up the night before, I'm like, James, I probably should put some of those electrolyte tabs. Like he always yeah, carries electrolyte tabs. Tab yeah, because I don't want to drink the Gatorade during the race because I know it kind of cramps my stomach up. 
Um, mm -hmm. So luckily, because about 12 miles in, my legs did start to cramp pretty bad. Like, oh, no. So <laughs> let me try this. And it really helped a lot. So that was that was good. How was okay, the weather? So the weather? Yeah, how was the weather on race day? Yeah, I, the weather, it, it could not have been better, really. I mean, yeah. it was like what? like about 48 maybe 50 yeah, to start. 48 50 to start so. um the day before had been super sunny got pretty hot and we were a little bit like oh goodness this is going to be hot but day of the race um it was beautiful out like just light cloud cover enough that like it wasn't blazing sun and i think even by the time i was finished it hadn't even probably hit 70 yet i think it had just just 70. gone over yeah because yeah. they were talking about it right mm -hmm. right before you finished and yeah, I mean, a lot of people probably would be saying right now, like, it was hot. But for me, it was it was good. I don't like to be cold, so. <laughs> yeah, the, the cloud cover ended up being nice for her. I mean, during the half marathon, I was kind of out. The sun wasn't up high enough yet by the time I finished. It didn't really bother me. But when you were standing just in the sun whenever I was waiting for Amy, like, it, it really warmed up. There's a big difference between the cloud cover and the that were passing by and the sun was out so yeah it was like low 70s i think by the time she finished when it when james barely made it back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after his race ran back to my brothers to get a shower and um, like get picked on my brother and all that and then they were going to come back and they were following they were using the race tracker get ready to go and james is like oh my, she's already at 20 like we yeah. got to go <laughs> when you got back you to park and yeah i got back she was just at like 10 miles and like oh i got a little bit of time so i didn't really rush too much and then i got done with the shower and looking like oh she's at 20. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go they made it they yeah made it. that's but, important <laughs> i mean compared to the last time i did the the marathon there it was it was over 90 degrees by the time i finished my Ooh. marathon and it the humidity that day was yeah, it was I insane heard, i heard so. a lot of people to, like who like during the marathon while i was running even people who had done it before were like this is really great for this marathon because you just i mean it's mid-september yeah like, yeah mid-september I mean, for september yeah september weather it, it was it was like as perfect as it could be it definitely not october weather <laughs> weather but it, it for september it was perfect <laughs> Yeah, I think that marathon has always interests me. That airbase is really cool. The museum is really neat. And um, yeah. but the the one thing that's always kept me away is is the weather has always uh, traditionally been yeah. pretty warm. Yeah. And I and, the, and then there's also <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then there's also like I know Dawn Gregory always talks about like how much she loves this marathon and everything. And I, like my favorite part was um, it goes to a little town. It's fair, 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 fair um, about two miles or so of the race, kind of right in the middle. I think it was like around miles 14, 15, 15, 16, yeah. something like that. Uh, just goes through a little town that's got like, all the houses and then kind of like the feel of like a, like a Hudson, something like that. Like not quite as like rich, but like the feel of like small shops along the roads and things like that. And they had all kinds of like musicians and just like kids everywhere. And um, I know I had one photo where I was like, giving it a, a little boy high five and just like that was a huge boost going through that town and um, just kind of seeing all the people and the little kids running around and um, really helped like it was perfect where it was because it's when you're really getting tired but still have quite a long way to go yeah it, that like mile or two used to always be at like 10 miles for the marathon but since they swapped the course around um 
I think it was like 2019, 2020, but with COVID in there. Um, I don't know when the actual first year was, but they swapped the course reverse. So now it's closer to that 20 mile point for running through there, which is, yeah, big for marathoners. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Amy, so now that you are a marathoner, if you had to give a new marathoner or an upcoming marathoner advice, what would you give? Don't listen to James Johnson. Don't, don't. Yeah. I mean, we already know that. <laughs> James, what? I mean, I don't. I, I, for every dad piece of advice, he's going to give like 10 to one. But yeah, there's some precious nuggets of wisdom. But, um, you know, I would say, honestly, like, I think, like, do the training because I. I followed my plan. I'm a very like regimented, organized person. Like I like a schedule. I like a plan. Um, and it was hard. There were weeks, you know, I was just like, telling Bruce uh, on a in Facebook comment the other day, like those peak weeks are so hard. I was so exhausted, but like, I always got up. I always did it. Um, and I think just having that confidence going into the race was huge. I, I knew that the girl I was running with for a while, she was like, you know, my work got out of control and I didn't really train enough. And like, there were so many people just, you could see I'm kind of like fading out. And um, so I think just really, and I'm so thankful, you know, um, for like just everyone that I ran with the whole time, especially Kirsty, Dave, um, they did like the bulk of my super long runs with me. So I really appreciated that. And, Along with my point one. Yeah, yeah. James was like, <laughs> with us for a point one every once in a while so we were too slow and I was like, gotta go guys <laughs> go find someone faster to run with but um you know just that the support of everyone around through that was, was super important so I'd say you know find your people get some good support system and like work your plan whatever that is because if you don't do the training it's it's going to be a pretty miserable day <laughs> James Very good. Was James, what were some of those nuggets of advice you were giving? <laughs> <laughs> I think the best one was <laughs> don't go out fast. Just go out as fast as you can. That was it. Just go out yep. as fast as you can. Which I've been a little bit known to do like in a half. half so it's, it's dangerous advice. But. Yeah, I don't it's kind of like those things where it's just the day-to-day -day things. Like I, I don't have any, like I, I can't remember like a good one or anything. It's, it's just whenever she would get her little self doubts and stuff like that, it's like, you just got to trust the training. Like, especially after she did that second 20 mile, I'm like all the hard work's done now. It's all you got is rest up and keep things easy. And she did except until that, Monday before, yeah, but but at that point, <laughs> I, I thought exactly the same thing you said, Bruce. Is like always just the taper pains and everything. Like when she texted me that morning, whenever I was at work, I'm like, "Oh, it's just the taper. Don't worry about it." But <laughs> then she kept like talking. I was like, "Oh, it's not normal. That's <laughs> not no." But I just told her to stay calm, and um, it's all the the work's done. It's, you just got to trust in it um, that after I got home and she said it was feeling a little different than in the, in the morning. I was like, I, I knew it was something she'd be able to run through. It wasn't nothing to, yeah, you got to worry about it, but you could run on it. Yeah, so I had like a, a desk. I had like an ice pack under my 
by work the whole week. And like my coworkers are probably like losing <laughs> their minds. They already <laughs> think you're crazy. I mean, I, I think not, I mean, they don't think they know. <laughs> so um, with marathons comes big meals. What was your favorite um, or your favorite, your go-to meal for before training a long run? You know, it's, it's funny because we, I was like, I joked around with a few different people throughout the process. I'm like, you know, we, we clock all the miles and the training time. And like, I'm like, I wish I would have calculated like how many calories I put down. <laughs> In the course of, you know, four, four, three, four months of marathon training. Cause it's just pretzels and I, animal crackers. Oh my gosh. So many, like <laughs> Sam's club, like that, uh, pretzel thins and the five pound. I think we've gone through like three, five pound bet, um, tubs yeah. of animal crackers in the last like four <laughs> months in this house. So I can't even blame the kids. Like it's us. We're eating all the animal crackers. So, um, yeah, the, I mean, I, it wasn't even so much like meals, probably. It was just like the co- like constantly being hungry. Um, and like, I don't eat meat. So that was interesting too. like just trying to get enough protein because I like it's pretty much as soon as I started training, I'm like, notice like, whoa, like I'm going to need to figure this out. Um, so just kind of keeping that in check and are you just thinking about like before long runs, like planning out, you know, it was usually pasta or something, um, but kind of just thinking ahead, having meals planned. And yeah. So it was kind of funny this week because I didn't really run much this past week and I'm like, I'm not that hungry. Like, I feel like I had all this extra time between not running and not eating. And I don't know what to do with myself now. <laughs> Sometimes I find myself, I'm still really hungry, like the week after the race, just because yeah, I- you Pleaded so much. I know. I thought I would be. I, I was the first, like on Sunday and Monday. And it was funny. We got home Saturday night and Sunday morning. I was trying to like go grocery shopping and all that stuff. And like physically, I was sore, but I was okay. But my brain was a wreck. <laughs> I couldn't focus. I couldn't process. I came home from Giant Eagle with literally like four different boxes of pancake. Which mixes. I'm okay with. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, but the right thing to do seem to be like buy every kind of pancake mix. <laughs> no decision making skills whatsoever. Okay. Um, so it did take a couple of days of like getting food back in, I think, to fix my, my brain. <laughs> the, well, the brain runs on carbs, so you were low. So uh, you were thinking. I need pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll have a pancake meal at your house so we can all sample the different brands of pancake mixes. Yeah, we, we have enough. So come on over. We all love breakfast for dinner. So you're in. Yeah, we'll do a Wednesday night pancake run. (laughs) Sprinkle some candy corn on top. (laughs) Toppings. Different toppings. (laughs) (laughs) No pickles. Please, no pickles. No pickles. No pickles. (laughs) um, So, Amy, probably the biggest question Brandon has wanted me to ask is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you'd kill me if I didn't is, will you do another marathon? <laughs> oh, that's, I've been getting asked that a lot. It's like, it's like when you have a baby and then they're like, are you having another baby? And you're like, I just had this baby. Right. So, um, I, I crossed the finish line, found James. And I think the first thing I said was like, that was great. I'm never doing this again. Like, so, um, but and now that the I, trauma has worn off, yeah, I don't, do I don't know because I, like I said, I, 
like I did it so conservatively um, and not that I really like, I'm not going to say like I had anything left at the end. Like I think I, if I had run out a lot faster, I probably would have had a lot more trouble at the end. So it was nice to actually be able to kind of coherently finish the entire thing. But I think, oh, maybe I could have, could have done it in like four hours if I, you know, if had like the experience of it under my belt and mm-hmm. trained again and kind of know, know how that works now. So I don't know I, if I do, I think I would do it at the same time of year. So maybe something like the, um, like the Lake Erie or the, what's it called up there? Like the Presque Isle, you know, it's like also in September um, mm-hmm. because I did, I did like the summer training and um, do most of it at like four in the morning anyway. So that the heat wasn't really an issue, but, but that seemed to work pretty well. So I, I don't know the verdict's still out on that, but I, the good news is, is that I still like running. Like I was worried I would do it and then just be completely burned out and not even want to run. But, you know, it's been been okay this week. And then we did the little apple cider race this morning and um, still in having fun. So. Good. Was there anything else about the race that we didn't cover yet? I don't, I think we covered a lot. I, it was a great experience. I mean, I. I'm so glad, glad I did it. Um, yeah, it was great. I think, I think 17 miles was like the 17 mile mark was probably like the hardest part of the whole, <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> mentally. And it just, that is probably the toughest part for me. Did you uh, sign up for the Youngstown half yet? Not officially, but I, yeah. I think, um, I, I wanted to run today. Um, so I kind of, I mean, I didn't like PR at this 5K today, but I was able to kind of get myself moving and make sure that hamstring was was going to not have any major issues. And it, it was okay. I mean, still not great. But so I think I'm probably, yeah, going to go ahead and do the half. And James has, I don't think he signed up yet, but no, he's pretty much yet. decided he's going to do that. So got to got to get that Joe 23 code in. It's Erica. <laughs> <laughs> Erica. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna do Peace Race and then uh the Youngstown. Ooh. And then after Youngstown, I'm not signing up for anything. I um applied for the Air Force team for the Space Force 10 miler, which is in uh Florida, Cape Canaveral, down there uh December 9th. So the registration period ends the end of this upcoming week. So hopefully by well, it might be by Youngstown uh, half marathon time frame. I should have an answer if I've made that team. So um, I'll be holding out till I find out about that. So Peace Race and then the Youngstown half is my next two races for sure. So what do you what do you have to do um, to qualify for the team? Um, you essentially just apply for it and you put on there your last five um, races that you've done and then what they do is they group you into groups of five and i think they make five teams so 25 people they pick out um for the air force there is like 150 people that applied so um i don't really know what they're looking for as far as times or anything but um Unfortunately, I applied before I did the Air Force <laughs> half marathon, so I don't have that time on there. But I do have my uh, my yeah turnpike 
half marathon time on there. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, then the team with the fastest combined time is how they do a first and second place team. So, but yep, that one's down at Cape Canaveral, Florida. It's a 10 miler. Very cool. Amy, so you are going to do the Youngstown half. Do you have anything else um, coming up on your race? No, I'm registered for the peace race. So we'll do that. And then probably the Youngstown half. Um, And, and, you know, there'll be a turkey trot, but I don't know which one. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of trotting on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe not the jingle, whatever run. It's just too cold. Uh, thanks for being on again. Let's get to yeah, you. And thanks for coming out, co-hosting today, Aaron. Oh, and, you're welcome. And ha- luckily, you didn't have to give James a ticket today. Yeah, it's, I'm still. <laughs> it's only six o'clock. The late fees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I have maybe a half Ironman registration worth of half. Um, <laughs> of late fees. <laughs> you think, if you think running races are expensive, wait till you try triathlon. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there are any triathletes sitting no. on the couch right now. No. <laughs> oh. You guys don't know what you're missing. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, my, my butt's okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> and your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'll let you get going. Thanks again. And hopefully you'll be signed up for another one we can talk about. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I'll see you, everybody. All right, bye, bye guys. guys. Bye. bye. bye.